Hello friends, and welcome to episode 7 of Mixology, where today we're going to be taking a look at Simon and Garfunkel's classic 1968 LP, Bookends, and comparing the far more common stereo mix to the very rare and only issued in the United States mono mix, which has not been released since 1968, and we're also going to be comparing that with a couple of single mixes as well. But before we get onto the main album, I wanted to read out a little email I got from a listener after last week's episode. This comes from our listener Chris Farrell in Australia, who writes, Hi there, I just posted this on the Elevated Observations Forum, but I really did enjoy the podcast, and I'm going to listen to all the others over the next bit of time. You opened up my eyes to a new side of Butterfly. I knew about the major variations, but the little nuances in the tracks I'd never really listened for. I did know about some of the single tracked variations. How long did it take you to research this, or did you know about a fair amount before starting? I had been collecting Holly since about 1964, and in the 70s it got really out of hand, what with getting stuff from all over the globe. This is back in the days of communication via mail and building up a group of folks with the same interests and trading with them. A couple of them still visit the forum, but we don't put up a lot. I have left it to the new younger generation of experts to enhance their reputations. Chris goes on to include his post that he put on the Elevated Observations Forum, which goes on for quite a while, detailing a few of the differences that I highlight in the episode. But he rounds out his message by saying that everyone that comes onto this site should go and have a listen to the podcast, and if I am not offending FJFP, you should download it and keep it for your Holly's collection. Again, I must repeat, a very enjoyable podcast and you're very easy to listen to. Thanks again, Chris Farrell. So thank you, Chris, for that lovely, lovely email. It really means a lot to get messages like that from listeners and fans, and especially ones like you who have been long-time fans of the artist and the album, and that I've shown you something new to enjoy on something you've heard so many times over the years, but still love, and I hope that encourages your love for the album. And if you too want to email into the show, remember you can do so at backtomonoradio at gmail.com. But now, if we move back to 1968, and with Simon and Garfunkel and bookends, let's start right at the beginning, where the album opens with an instrumental version of the title theme, Bookends. Now, given this is an acoustic instrumental with just a couple of layers, there's not too much indifference. But I would say that there's a slightly quicker edit to the track in mono than there is in stereo. So I'm going to play the both of those as they go into Save the Life of My Child. Because the beginning of that track differs between the two mixes. And we're going to highlight those straight away as well. Where in stereo, the synth line that comes in straight at the beginning recedes far quicker than it does in mono. And there's a little couple of rim shot hits as Paul's vocal comes in that are absent in mono. Let's start with the stereo so you can hear where these bits are and where the synth fades out and I'll play you it again in mono so you can hear the longer synth and the lack of these rim shots. Notice how the synth throbbed back up there a little bit. 
that doesn't happen in mono because it hangs on for that amount of time. Let's hear the mono mix now and notice those differences. noticed in the mono mix is that throughout the bass guitar feels louder than the acoustic does not substantially but it seems more of a lead instrument than the guitar whereas in stereo the acoustic naturally leads but I feel the bass leading gives it more of a throbbing quality which adds to the rather otherworldly nature of the track what else is unusual here is the sounds of silence sample that crops up in the middle of the song and this is a ripe opportunity for mixed differences, and thankfully there is one. In mono, this sample starts slightly earlier, and it's also a bit drier than it is in stereo. And there's also a little whistle sound on the synth afterwards, which is much louder in mono than it is in the stereo mix. We'll start with the mono, and then go to the stereo. And now, let's hear that again in stereo, and notice how the acoustic guitar on the sample doesn't start with the clashing sound like it did in mono. Moving along, the next point of interest comes at the end of the track, when it transitions into track 3, the second proper song on the album, America, and in mono it fades out but then America kind of starts where in stereo it fades up a bit more, making for a slightly more natural transition. We'll start with the stereo and then I will play it again in mono so you can evaluate how these differences flow together and which one you prefer. Let's hear that transition and that beautiful intro again in mono. I feel it's a bit more haphazard in mono, but that's one difference. And now the other one comes in verse two, where I feel the organ is louder in mono. So let's listen to that version first. And now for the stereo with the slightly lower organ and a bit less low end as well. Michigan 
As for the next track, one of my favourites on the album, Overs, there's a very minute detail we're going to be getting into in the intro, and that is that Paul Simon's breathing crossfades into the main track quicker in stereo than it does in mono. And it's also worth noting in stereo that it pans from the left to the centre for a track that is mostly mixed in mono, but once we get to the bridge there'll be another difference there. So let's play that intro in mono and then in stereo and see if anything feels different to you. And now let's play that intro again in stereo. Why don't we stop fooling ourselves? Our other main difference on this track, and the last big one on side one, comes in the bridge, where Art Garfunkel's beautiful higher register harmony vocal comes in significantly louder in mono than it does in stereo. Let's play the stereo first, and we'll follow it up with the louder mono, so you can have that contrast quite nicely. And we left them all in a very short time. for the mono where art comes in drier and quicker and louder in a very short time The track that follows this up, Voices of Old People, is exactly what it says on the tin, a compilation of voices of old people from nursing homes that Art Garfunkel had gone about recording and compiled for the kind of bookend life suite that is side one of the album. Now I evaluated all the different edits here and in the two minute track they all seem to match up perfectly so I didn't feel there's any reason to bring this track up especially for its lack of any musicality and more of a thematical reasoning for being on the album. The last track on side one, the old friends slash bookends theme, similarly has no major differences with deep comparisons between all the crossfades but the very end of the Old Friends orchestral track peaks louder in mono than it does in stereo, likely due to less compression used. So we might as well compare these now to round out side one, starting with the stereo and following that up with the mono. The same again in mono. Mm -hmm. 
For an album so heavily sought after in mono, you're probably thinking by the end of side one, there's not too much going on here difference wise. And that's because most of the differences lie in side two of the album, a lot of the tracks which have come out beforehand on singles. And even then, some of these mono mixes differ from those 45 mixes, meaning we've got five more songs, but 12 more mixes to compare starting with their 1967 single, Faking It, a song clearly inspired in aspects by the outro of Strawberry Fields Forever, and just generally the psychedelic vibe of the time, and Paul Simon has since disregarded this track as not really knowing what he was doing, and I can understand that, but it's still quite an interesting track with a lot of fun too. So let's start right at the beginning of it, with the edit into the intro, which is much sharper and cut in in stereo than the smooth and logical point at which it starts in mono. So let's play that intro, starting off with the haphazard stereo and then the much smoother mono. And now let's play that intro again in mono. Moving on to the main body of the track and verse 1, we've got a few key differences coming along here. The mono runs a hair slower than the stereo, not the significant difference that Paul Simon would have you believe in more recent interviews, but the drums are punchier in stereo. There's also an edit to the mono version that they have left in in the stereo mix, and that's a couple of bars edited out before Paul Simon's vocal comes in in mono, but they're left in in stereo and this is repeated at the start of the next verse, but then at the final verse, this whole thing is left in in both mono and stereo mixes, meaning that it's obviously designed for a bit more of a progression through the track. So let's start with the edited mono, and then we'll hear the full length of the stereo mix. And as I say, don't forget to notice the speed difference and the snappier drums in stereo. When she goes, she's gone. And now, let's hear that again in stereo. When she goes, she's gone. After this first chorus, there's an organ part here, which is much softer in the mono mix than it is in the stereo mix. And as noted earlier, the track is edited in the same way once again. Let's start with the softer organ and edited mono mix and play it again in the louder organ and unedited stereo mix. And now for the unedited stereo. In this bridge, there is a spoken word part that comes in, and the female vocal, if you like, is a bit more ambient in mono than it is in stereo, feeling a bit more natural, whereas in stereo, it feels kind of like a sound on a tape being played back to you. We'll start with that more tape-driven stereo, and then we'll play the more ambient and natural-sounding mono. Look at me. Good morning, Mr. Leach. Have you had a busy day? 
I own the tailor's face and hands. I am the tailor's face and hands. Let's hear the bridge again, but in mono. Look at me. Our last couple of major differences in this track both lie in the outro, where the high-pitched noise that started the track fades back in much louder in mono, but the fade-out lasts longer in stereo. Let's play you that in mono first, with the shorter fade-out and the louder noise, and then the quieter noise and the longer fade-out in stereo afterwards. Finally, the stereo outro. I do love hearing that drum groove at the end of the track there, go on for that little bit longer with a nice couple of fills going on just in the left channel that add a nice vibe to an otherwise otherworldly and rather unusual outro. Now track two on side two of Bookends is one of my favourites on the album called Punky's Dilemma. It's the only track on the side that hadn't been released in some form or another on a single before the album came out. And it was actually the track that Paul Simon originally submitted for The Graduate before he came up with Mrs. Robinson as Punky's Dilemma was rejected for the film for reasons I'm guessing that they just weren't favorable towards it, I guess, for movie purposes. I love the song and it's got a nice couple of differences for us to take a little listen through. Starting with the fact that in stereo the vocals are flanged and panned to give it a stereo effect whereas in mono this is naturally single tracked meaning that it's kind of artificially double tracked in stereo but not intended to give the effect of double tracking. It's also notable that the bass is a bit louder in the stereo mix so let's just hear the beginning of the track now just to compare these bits so you can hear where the bass comes in and how that differs and just notice the vocals as well starting with the mono wish i was a kellogg's cornflake floating in my boat taking movies relaxed in a while living in style and now to the flange stereo with the louder bass. Wish I was an English muffin, got to make the most. 
The next key difference comes in Art's harmony vocal in the bridge, which has a heavier flange effect in stereo, and then after this, there's a di 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 backing vocal that comes in straight away in both mixes, then fades out in mono and fades back in, but it's constant in stereo. Let's play the stereo one first, and then play it again in mono. And now again in mono with less flange on art and the dis fading in later. If I become a first lieutenant, would you put my photo on your piano? To Mary Jane. Our next difference comes in the door slamming sound effect. This skips a beat in stereo, but stays absolutely normal in mono. I'll play the mono first and then the stereo. Everybody knows what is tippetoeing down there for. And now try and follow that rhythm in stereo. And now for the outro, it's a hair longer in stereo and the glockenspiel in the background is wetter in mono. I'll start with the mono and move swiftly to the stereo. Oh really? To stereo. Now, the next track on the album, the huge hit single Mrs. Robinson, brings with it three different mixes, the stereo LP version, the mono LP version, and best of all, the mono 45 version, which to me is by far the best mix of this track. I do appreciate the width and the clarity of the stereo, but the mono has greater dynamic range between verses and choruses, a drier lead acoustic guitar, far more punch in the low end and in the drums, and with a slightly more psychedelic sounding fade out with a few little bits going on and a smoother edit into the outro than the stereo LP version. I'm going to play you the intro of the stereo LP version first, then play it again in the mono LP version and finally in the mono 45 version so you can get the gist of where this comes in. You'll also notice during this that the vocals are stereo flanged in the stereo version, flanged in mono in the mono LP version, and just single tracked in the mono 45 version as well. that to the mono LP version which feels pretty similar and now for the mono single version I noticed the dryly guitar 
and the vocals feeling less flanged than before. This is also clearer in both this mix and the stereo LP mix, but it's less defined in the mono LP version. However, the drums are louder in both this mix and the stereo mix, although they're off to one side there and they get rather quiet in the mono LP version. Listen to the chorus of the 45 version first and then we'll cut between all three. Jesus loves you more than you will know. And now the mono LP mix. God bless you, please. And finally, the stereo LP mix. As these differences continue for the body of the track as their overall general mix variations, we don't need to keep looking at the rest of the main body, but the outro is where the rest of our destinies lie as in the mono LP and single version, the edit from the final chorus into the outro is smooth and natural, but in stereo it's a bit dodgy and the vocal gets cut off at the last second. I'll start with the mono 45 version so you can hear it as it's meant to be heard, and then I'll play the stereo version so you can hear the rough chop at the end of the vocals before the outro guitar comes in. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. And now for the rough stereo. Finally, the fade out on all three of these tracks differs greatly, with the stereo LP version being the shortest, followed by the 45 version, and then the mono LP version being the longest. However, the effects in these outros are mixed differently, most notably in the single version, where the dissonant guitar comes in far louder and happens a couple of times, and there's this tinkling toy piano in the background, which is absent in the other two mixes. Let's start with the shorter stereo, and then follow up with the different mono single version, and finally, you can hear that extra little bit on the end of the mono LP version, which I'll tack on at the end. And let's hear that again in the single version. And here's that last little bit from the mono LP mix.
Our second to last track on the album, and the oldest one included, originally being released as a single in 1966, A Hazy Shade of Winter once again has three unique mixes, the mono LP, the stereo LP, and of course the mono single version as well. We're going to be comparing all three because they obviously differ greatly and most notably the single version includes some horn parts that were muted in the final mixes. I'm going to start at the beginning because I feel all three differ in the main body of the mix enough for this to be a worthwhile place to start. But the mono and the stereo LP versions kind of feel similar but the single version packs a bit more of a punch and has a bit more reverb on the drums. We'll start with the single version to go chronologically and then we'll play it again with the mono LP version and then the stereo just for posterity. continue in this track, in the chorus of this track, when the duo sing the words look around. Underneath in the mono LP version there's more of an emphasis on the bass frequencies of the rhythm guitar and in the mono single version this rhythm guitar is even more accented. So let's play the stereo version, the mono LP version and then again in the mono single version. I was so hard to please, but look around brown and the sky is a hazy shade. Mono LP. Leaves are brown and the sky is a hazy shade. Mono single. Leaves are brown and the sky is a hazy shade. Following this, there's more horn parts in the single version. Take a listen. Down by the riverside, down to and now let's hear that again in the mono LP version, which matches the stereo LP version. This difference persists on every instance of the horns in the track, so when they turn up later they appear twice again as they do in the single version, but only once in the LP mixes. We're now going to jump to the end of the track, where the organ at the end appears loudest in the mono LP version, and on the single version the final <laughs> is quietest on the 45. Let's hear that through on the stereo version and then we'll hear it in the mono single version. I look around, piece of brown now, and the sky is a hazy shade of winter. Look around, piece of brown, there's a patch of snow on the ground. Look around, piece of brown, there's a patch of snow on the ground. Look around. And now the single version with a soft organ and soft. And finally, the mono LP version with a louder organ and again the louder. 
This track cuts into our final track on the album and probably my favourite, At The Zoo, which has a striking difference immediately when the track starts, and that is that the guitar swishes are slightly offbeat in stereo, but they've got a heavy flange effect added to them. However, the kick drum that follows is bone dry. In mono, this guitar swipe is on the beat, but it's also unaffected. However, the kick drum is absolutely booming with reverb. Here's the stereo and then I'll play the mono afterwards. Someone told me it's all happening at the zoo. I do believe it. I do believe it's true. And now, hear the stark contrast of the single version. Our next difference is slightly less dramatic, but one that's noticeable nevertheless. In the bridge, the bass appears to have a completely different tonality between both mixes, being slightly bassier and smoother in the mono version, but more attack heavy and more trebly in the stereo version. I'll play the mono version first and then the stereo. And now listen for the more defined and trebly bass in the left channel. Our final two differences on this track and this album altogether come on the final upbeat section of this track where on the word orangutans the hand clap starts in mono but in stereo they don't start until zebras meaning that's a whole four bars later but in mono they finish four bars earlier and in stereo they continue for another four bars the fade out is also longer in stereo so once we get to the fade out i'll overlap both and finish with the stereo for you let's start with the mono Orangutans are skeptical of changes in their cages And a zookeeper is very fond of rum Zebras are reactionaries and elopes are missionaries Pigeons blocked in secrecy and hamsters turn on frequently Wonder, cats you got to come and see at the zoo Finally, that section and the fade out again in stereo, and pay attention to where the hand claps enter. Orangutans are skeptical of changes in their cages, and the zookeeper is very fond of rum. 
Because all reactionaries and of submissionaries Pigeons blocked in secrecy And hamsters turn on frequently What a gas you got to come and see At the zoo At the zoo At the zoo And with that, we come to the end of the mono and stereo differences for Simon and Garfunkel's 1968 album, Bookends. I had a lot of fun compiling this episode, researching it and analysing the album, and also found it very interesting that the side that is most unique to the album is the one with the least differences. But when you compare the single mixes to the mono mixes on side two, you get even more differences to compile. It's worth noting as well, there's one outtake from this album, the B-side of Faking It, titled You Don't Know Where Your Interests Lie, which is one of my favourite Simon and Garfunkel tracks, but was somehow left off the album. But it only got a stereo remix on the CD years later, so I haven't bothered to compare that here, although you can hear it, the mono version, in the background now. But all that's left to say is, thank you very much for listening. If you want to get in contact with me like Chris did at the beginning of the show, you can email me at backtomonoradio at gmail.com. We've also got a little Facebook group, which you can find a link to in the show notes as well. But all that's left for me to say is, thank you very much for listening, and whoever you are, wherever you are, have a wonderful, wonderful day. And I'll see you in two weeks for the next Mixology, and next week over at Back to Mono. Will turn you around Obviously You're going to blow it But you 